0: Hey girl, Heather Nelson here. Welcome to Live Conversations with a Twist. I'm so excited to build a community where I inspire and empower women who are going through hard times. I can't wait to share with you women who have unique stories and have overcome hard times in their life. So grab your favorite cocktail, lean in, and let's cheers to empowerment ladies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Conversations with a Twist. I am super excited to have Nicole on. Um, I reached out to her because she was on the Women Inspiring Women with KZST, and I was like, um, I need an, an amazing woman who is a business owner in the construction world on my podcast to talk about all the things. So, Nicole, do you want to um, introduce who you are and a little bit about your family life and where you live and, and things?
1: All that good stuff. Uh Hello, everybody. I am uh, Nicole Humber. I own Bravo Restoration and Construction. My shop is located in Windsor. We're right behind the Home Depot and next to Barrel Brothers. Woo, woo. Um, I live in Wikiup. I love Barrel Brothers. They're such great guys. Um, I live in Wikiup with my husband and my two children, Austin, who's twelve, and Bryce, who is nine. And um, they go. One goes school nearby and the other one is in the Windsor middle school. So he's like a really cool middle schooler and I'm learning what that life is like. And it's, it's different.
0: Um, my daughter different. is 12 and also going to oh. middle school. And so I know what it's like. It's <sighs> terrible. Like, who are they? I don't know. Like they're
1: so, they're so loving, but so mean and it's so weird.
0: So many feelings. So many feelings. Um, yeah, it's, a, it, is it sixth grade? Is he in sixth grade? Seven. Okay. Seventh. Seven. Yeah.
1: So he was in a school from K through six. And then now as a seventh grade, he's in middle school and it's like a whole different world.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That, that could be a whole topic itself. Um, right. <laughs> okay. So you own Bravo restoration and construction. I have so many questions. How long have you owned it? Did you start the business? Did it come from a family? Like how in the heck did you even get involved in that?
1: Um, so I've owned it for about six, years now in July, July first, my was my six year anniversary. Um, I actually started off in the industry when I was in uh, was 18 years old, I was going to school full time to be a lawyer, cop or social worker. And I just needed a job to, you know, pay my rent and, and still go to school. And, and I just kind of fell in love with it. And so I, you know, did every position soaked up as much knowledge. And somebody I had worked with at that company started Bravo. And he was like, Hey, Nicole, like, come work for me. Like, let's do this. And, um, I helped him starting in 2010, I uh, built it to what it was. And then he just kind of lost his drive. He didn't want to be a business owner anymore. And, um, 2016 said, Hey, Nicole, if you have the money, I think you do a great job, uh, owning this company, If you have the money, uh, it's yours. And so I took a second out of my mortgage, didn't tell my husband, probably committed fraud of some sort. And, uh, bought it from him and we're still married and it's just been a, a roller coaster adventure since then.
0: I'm sure he's not regretting the decision now.
1: Uh, he goes through phases. I mean, cause he works for PG me. And so he's not, he's not, he'll help me when I need it. When I'm calling him crying, um, he'll come over and do something for me. But uh, for the most part, you know, he does his thing. I do my thing. So, you know,
0: it's a love hate. I love that. Now, um, How many employees do you have? I think right now we're at 15
1: employees. The most I've ever had was 22, and that was during like Kincaid fires and Tubbs fires.
0: I was going to ask you, like, how your business has changed or um, hopefully probably for the better since the fires. I know obviously for us as people living here, it was awful. Um, but I know construction and restoration, like that's a huge thing now. Um, and I would assume that would help your business grow.
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest, like when I bought the company, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just this naive little girl who was like, I want to save my coworkers lives or, you know, save my coworkers jobs. And, and I, well, I like I had pride of you know you know an opportunity. I didn't grow up with anything given to me. I've had to work for everything. So um, to have an opportunity to be a woman and to make a difference, I just was like, yeah, no, of course. Didn't think anything through, and with that came a lot of losses, came a lot of issues. And so, um, truth be told, the Tubbs fire saved my company, and um, and I almost I live in Markfield, so I almost lost my house too, and I gratefully did not. Um, but yeah, the fires, you know, the Tubbs fire saved my business. Kincaid fires. I learned my lessons from the Tubbs fire and now fires are more, a lot of people are cashing out. They don't really, you know, we're all used to it now. And so everyone's like, Oh, you know, are you excited for a fire? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not, I do not want any catastrophic events. I don't. And it, because it just makes people go crazy. I like, I like helping people individually, if that makes sense. And, and I don't know when they're real emergencies, whereas cleaning for fires now, is just like most people cash out or, or, you know, there's really very few people who are like actually need our service and like, you know, appreciate what we do. So, um, please God, no more fires.
0: Right. I know. How's it been being a woman in the construction business? (laughs)
1: uh so many feelings I love it I hate it I love it I hate it uh it's uh you know it's, it's really empowering because of the difference and the changes I can make in people's lives and inspiring others like when I hear those stories I'm uncomfortable with compliments but when I hear that I've inspired others like it really makes me feel good and prideful Um, but on the other note, I still get, you know, there's that saying, if you expect mistakes, you see mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so I get that a lot. Like, I don't, I can't get away with like some of the things that like other contractors get away with, like, there's never a day in hell that I can ever get away with that. I get, you know, I've been sued multiple times. I get people like I love and care for my employees and I'll, I've had people leave and say I was the worst boss ever and put this nasty glass door review. And I'm like, I love. They cared about you. Like I sacrificed time with my kids. But then that Joe Schmo next door, like, is legitimately terrible and says mean things. And it's just like it's just sometimes it's not fair. And and you know we deal with a lot with insurance companies. And so some adjusters that we have to work with, they're just you know there's a lot of condescending, a lot of like lack of respect for like me as and and, and being young too, a young female. I hate to play that card, and you get shamed for it. So everyone's like, "Oh, you can't play that card." Everybody's equal, and I'm like, "Bull, shit." Excuse my language. We are not equal. I get treated different because I'm a female and and a young female. I get less respect. I have to. I have to constantly validate my knowledge, constantly, constantly validate my experience. I get that, like, "Oh, is your daddy help you, or is your your husband must be involved?" And it's like, "No, no. It's okay for me to own this. If I owned a boutique, would you have said the same thing, or a salon, or any other?" you know, gender specific industry. Like, so I'm going through it right now. I'm going, It's you know, every day is different, but I just was ridiculed by Ned Jester yesterday and the way he talked to me and the way, how condescending he was got off the phone. I was like, there's no way he would have ever talked to me like that if I was a male and there's nothing I can do. I'm at the mercy of him. And so I just had to take it. And it was just terrible. No, I've met like
0: a lot. <laughs> no, no, I think it's something like so important to talk about because I mean, obviously, so many things are changing in in you know the careers and women, you know, business owners and all those things. And I've always worked for a woman business owner, and I don't think I would ever work for a male. And I know that sounds awful, but I want to lead with people who want to lead and want to make change and do good things. Um, I met Letitia um, Hanky, which I'm sure you have met her through all that. Is there a lot of women in our, in your industry? And like, do you, are you seeing more of that? Do you guys have like a support system? Like how are you like banding together and, (laughs) you know, rallying or what, what's that like? So Latisha and I are actually really good friends.
1: Um, I've been very involved in Next Gen Trades Academy that she does because I'm so just, I'm in awe of her. She's, like a mentor to me. And, uh, so I have her as a resource for sure. And we definitely will have our bitch fest text messages and just, you know, um, so we, we definitely have one another's support and we go back and forth. Um, I have another woman friend that owns a restoration company in San Francisco, uh, Jackie Carpenter, and she's absolutely amazing. And, and it's, it's funny, we all have different stories. We have all different ways how we got into the trades, and we're so supportive of one another. Um, but in our local market, like there's a couple, um, but sometimes it's hard to know because a lot of them they have like their husbands started it or their husbands really own it. But then they play the little well, wife, you know, play the woman-owned company, but really they weren't, you know, they weren't. They're not the boots on the ground, and so that sometimes it's like, okay, but is that it, or that, you know, I don't know. And I hate to ever feel like. I don't want to put another woman down for their career either. It's like, yeah. So there's not, there should be more and there may be more. I I just, yeah. Not not yet.
0: I don't understand like what the big deal is, like why a woman can't have a passion for construction or like, just like anybody has passions for whatever, like, why is that not acceptable?
1: I don't, I, I really don't know. And, and I don't know. Like I, you know, and here's another thing, like I've never swung a hammer. I mean, I could remove drywall, I've done that stuff, but my passion is helping others. And my passion is being that resource for people who, you know, I'm like into the sociology aspect of what we do. And, you know, our homes are our only places that we can figuratively, symbolically, literally be naked at. And, and have all of our walls down. Cause it's, you know, especially as women where our masks are like, even you and I talking, we have a mask on, we have a wall up. And so at homes, that's the only place you get to do that. And so when you have like damages, like mold or water or something, catastrophic, something, anything that disrupts that your walls are back up. And and so I want to be able to help people get back as quickly as possible. And, and then also supporting them uh, and empowering employees. Like we have women in our field doing work that love their jobs. They do phenomenal work. And I'm just like, how do I, how do I make this bigger so that I can like have everybody that wants this life? I can, I can take care of them. Like mama bear, like here, we have a home for you. I'll we'll kick ass together. We work our butts off and, and let's help people. Let's do this and let's make money. And let's yeah, I'm not motivated by money. I'm, I respect money because you have to have it, but like, I'm chill. Like I'm fine with life. And I just want to like, I want to be bigger as, in, a, in a way of Being able to attract more people who are passionate, like I am. So, more women are feeling more of that. So,
0: how, speaking of like workers and stuff, because that was one of the questions I wrote down is like, obviously the future of workers just in general, but do you think that the landscape's going to change a little bit with like more women coming back, coming into the construction world? I mean, obviously you see, I've been seeing it more because I feel like most people now it's like a little more accepting, but what do you think the future of workers looks like a for women or just in general with like the younger generation coming in? I
1: don't, it's hard to say, to be honest with you, because people, I still have a, we still have a hard time. Like people who want to work, you know, we still have, like, we have to adjust because I have an old school mentality. Like I may be a millennial, but I feel like I think like a baby boomer, like 15 minutes, you're, you know, if you're not here 15 minutes early, you're late. And, um, and like, you have to always be here past the boss and all that stuff, but that's not the way of thinking anymore. And there's more work. And I love that. I'm totally down for that. And so one, I think that I hope there's more women Uh, coming in the field. That is why I'm so involved with Letitia's Next Gen Trades Academy program, because when she has women students, it's like, oh shit, let me be there. Let me help. Let me show them anything's possible. Um, So, and and I'm also a part of like the Windsor High School build program and they're, they have one in middle school as well. And I'm just so like, okay, we need more women in here. Um, But the workforce, like we've never had a hard time finding people. It's just making sure to find, like we're, we're home for you to, to learn skills. I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to talk about integrity. We're going to be transparent. Like we're going to teach you skills that you can take on away from this company. And so, um, I don't know. It's just such a mixed feeling. Cause like, yeah, my, like I have my kids and we talk about work and work ethic and they're like, they're ready to work. They, they've already said, I'm not going to work at your company mom, because I need to earn the respect and I need to work somewhere else. And, and it's like, okay, so maybe our upcoming kids actually get it, but it's hard to say.
0: It's really interesting. I'm just curious to see, I feel like the ne- the next generation coming in it, of workers, I would say are a little more on the lazier side, you know, because they're like, oh, well, I can go make a million dollars, like YouTubing it or playing video games or, you know, doing things like that. And, I'm just worried that they're not going to appreciate working hard. And I came from the same background. My dad worked in construction. Yeah. He worked six days a week, you know, 20 hours a day. I mean, like just crazy. And that's where I have such a strong work ethic. And I'm just so nervous for the next generation coming in.
1: Totally agree. Well, and especially this new thing that uh, Newsom signed about fast food workers to make $22 to start off. Like that is going to have such a negative impact on our economy and local businesses that are, you know, already struggling to keep up with the inflation costs and, and keeping up with that balance of like, okay, who's going to pay for it? Because clients insurance, like all these people, are they can't afford to pay more. And we're all like in this awkward shift. And so, um, and so, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting, the new workforce.
0: What would you say your biggest challenge is being a business owner right now? Obviously probably what you just talked about. <laughs> But
1: uh, I think there's just the day-to-day challenges of like, especially when you care. So like, I hate HR stuff. Like, I just want everybody to get along and be happy. And like, let's talk about when there's problems, but let's solve them. Um, I, and I, I just think like that pressure of putting it all on your shoulders and finding that like as a business owner, like I care about every single person that works for me and every single client and trying not to take things so personal, but you, you do. Like this is your baby. I sacrifice my time with my children and my husband so I can make sure Bravo succeeds and that my employees are happy and that my clients are happy and and so just balancing all that is just that's the most difficult thing and
0: yeah. So I'm a big uh, believer in self like self love, self time, like just taking care of yourself. What things as a woman with as a mom and all the things that you do take time for yourself, or do you? Um,
1: not- I try to, I have a Peloton bike that I don't, I use as a clothes hanger from time to time. Um, but I try to ride it when I can because I feel so much better when I exercise. Uh-huh. Um, I really enjoy I coach my son's soccer team and I've coached his team for a long time. And I always enjoy that because it gives me like that feeling of community and also being with my son. Uh, but then I try to go, I do this uh, high fitness for those who have, it's like jazzercise for like, but like the new age jazzercise and um, I've like that's i do that tuesday nights and saturday mornings and that i'm trying i try to be as like committed to that as much as possible because when i'm there like you're surrounded by other women other moms other workers other like multitasking people who are busting ass every day to do please everybody else and we get like 50 minutes where we can be uncoordinated and dance to this pop music and just burn calories and i yeah that's that's probably the best i can do uh, I'd love to do more and I need to do more, but yeah.
0: I know it's hard. And it's like, once you do it, you're like, oh my God, that feels so good. I just want to do this every day. And then the next day rolls around and you're like, I'm, I'd i rather j- drink that glass of wine than go on a run. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or you have like a thousand other excuses. Like, there's that guilt too, the mom guilt. So like when I'm at Bravo, I'm guilty that I'm not with my kids. When I'm at home, I'm guilty that I'm not at Bravo. And this constant like, and then if I'm out exercising, I'm like, Well, I could be at work helping somebody else or I could be at home uh, cooking dinner for my kids. Like no matter the time of day, I'm constantly on in some way.
0: I know. I feel I totally get that. And it's um, I work from home now. And so I'm here. But they think like, oh, mommy's home. She can she can do everything. And I'm like, well, I still have to work, like still have a job. And, but, and I, I feel your like, I know your struggles cause it's like, um, you feel like you invest so much in everybody else except for your family sometimes. But I always have to look and be like, I want my kids to look up to me and be like, my mom was a badass. She worked. She cooked. I also coach soccer. Like she does all of these things and they might not appreciate it now, but I think like later on in the future, they're gonna be like, my, our mom was a badass. Like she didn't sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix. Like she was out there doing the thing. So I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of space for that.
1: Yeah, I definitely try to do that. We do this, uh, we learned it from a friend. Uh, We do a a rose and thorn at night, kind of do a check-in with everybody. Like, what was a good thing? What was a bad thing? And like having, talking about open communication so that, you know, hey, if you're feeling like mommy's not hanging out with you or you're feeling like, hey, I haven't seen you. Let's communicate with that because I'll just keep going and doing what I got to do and yeah.
0: Yeah. You're like, that's if you need me a hundred percent, then you let me know. And exactly. We got to talk about it. I don't read minds. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Totally. Has there totally. been a mentor? I mean, I read minds, so. We do. Read, I mean, we do everything, right? We're yeah. superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> what um, do you have a mentor somebody that you've looked up to uh, as a business leader um, to get you through or to, you know, bounce ideas off of?
1: I have like a various group of people that I go to like when I'm having my, like, what is me? the world is ending. What am I doing? Why am I, why am I a business owner? What the fuck? <laughs> um, so, you know, like people like Letitia and um, Jacqueline Carpenter and just a few other friends that own businesses. Like I don't, I don't tend to like look up at people. Like I appreciate people's hustle and hard work and those are the people I surround myself with. But I also acknowledge that like, Everybody got to where they got to because of them. And there's no way in how I will be able to replicate their success. But what I can do is do my best to not make their mistakes. And mm-hmm. so I try to focus on that so much, you know, like I want to make that same mistake. So tell me what, tell me your mistake, and then I'll figure out. Because art, you know, the combination of luck and just charisma and personality, like that's what makes some of us successful. And how can anybody replicate that? So I like to look at their failures. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to them, like, share with me. And when I'm crying.
0: And yeah. I love that. What is uh, the future goals for Bravo? Do you have any bigger goals? Are you trying to grow more? Are you just trying to sustain? Like, what is the ultimate goal?
1: So this year has been the year from hell. Um, it's been my worst year of Bravo ever. It's been the testing of all my core values, testing of everything. Um, I had hired people that kind of did some Things that I'm now paying for, which I also recognize that it's my fault, so I'm owning that. Um, so this year has been about survival, and I really just I want to have a solid foundation that I can grow from. So yeah, it would be fantastic to be a ten million dollar company all over the place, but if that foundation is not there and it's not sustainable, and I still can't personally talk to like my technicians or. My office staff, like if I can't connect, then I'm not going to be happy with that. So yes, I'd love to grow and and be more recognized in our local community, um, but I want to do it in a way that's ethical and um, good for everybody.
0: I love that. Um, two more questions for you. Speaking of community, uh, besides everything else that you do, do you uh, get involved in the community? Are you part of any other nonprofits? You know, what is what does community for you look like?
1: Um. So I was I. I've been the kids PTO president their school, uh, two years in a row of, you know, coach soccer, coach baseball. Um, I do, I'm really involved in next gen trades Academy. I'm a, I'm a sucker for kids. Um, I didn't have the best childhood. And so I'm always looking out for ways to help kids. So I usually get involved in that. Um, so whenever that's possible, I, I, and then I do a lot like, um, you know, that stuff and giving back in that way. And then, um, I'm in this, LSR. I don't know if you ever heard of it, the leadership of Santa Rosa. Yeah. So I'm in the current class 38 and it's really broadened my horizon or my, I don't know if that's the right term, but really made me think outside of the box of just how much our community needs. And it's like, I want to like, I tell the principal all the time, every time, like he sends an email about COVID or whatever. And I send him, I'm like, please let me be your like, or how, like your bull, like send me in the right direction. I will be on the school board. I will do whatever I can because like, like it bothers me that we have so much money going into homelessness and going to rebuilding these homes. But then you have, uh, um, schools that can't afford paper towels, or you have like teachers not getting paid enough. And all of our problems that are, we're dealing with right now, like the homelessness and the crime and all that can be solved in our youth. If we put more time and money to that. And it's just, so bothersome that we're continuously trying to put the band-aid on it instead of like going back to the basics and just being having more support and funds towards that so i 100 so,
0: percent yeah. there's I my would, long answer no i think it's great lsr i did lsr as class at 36 woop woop. Oh, uh, the craziest awesome. the craziest we were when I mean, we were in the middle of fires and covid so it was fun uh, but I uh, did get a lot out of it. And you're right. It's like there's so many problems going on in the community. And you're like, I just want to fix every single one of them, but I can't. Yes. But I need to. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it all like really goes back to children, like teaching yeah. them the right skills, putting them, every single child should play sports, the yeah. athletic or not, getting that team belonging. Like if you don't have love and belonging, you have what, what is this out? That's a Brene Brown, you have suffering. And the reason we have crime and the reason we have homelessness is because those people are suffering.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it stems from their youth or how they grew up or their family's life or all the things. So, yes, I agree. Yeah, um, definitely. Yes. I could have a whole conversation with you on that. We'll have to get <laughs> together sometime and do that. Yes. <laughs> um, okay,
1: Cocktails uh, at can or sweet teas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, both you probably have seen me and that's maybe where I've seen you. Cause I go to both very often. Um, I admire you so much and I think you're doing a kick-ass job and I know some days are hard, but I think it's really cool what you're doing. Do you have a piece of advice for any woman out there that is trying to start a company or, or follow a passion or, you know, doing something that they love?
1: Oh my God. Do it,
0: do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I just, I mean, I may bitch and complain,
1: but I am so grateful for what I do and I'm grateful for the pain and I'm grateful for the good and bad days And uh, find your, your people too. Like just having people that you don't even have, like I have friends that I don't talk about work at all with. And, but yet they support me in so many different ways that they don't even know. And so finding your people and having a good support system and fucking do it. Like the sky's the limit. I'm, I was such a believer that you really can do anything. Anybody can endure anything, and uh, you only have one life. So fucking do it. Oh,
0: I love you. I feel like you're my best friend. <laughs> I just want to hang out oh with you God. all day. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being here and telling your story and being such a great. Um, you're a big. You're a big product of the future. You know, I think, um, and especially for women. So keep up your hard work. Don't let those mean people let you bring you down. And um, (laughs) I'll put all your contact information. So if anyone wants to reach out to you for work or for fun or whatever, they they can. So thank you, Nicole.
1: Thank you so much, Heather. so nice talking to you.
0: Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share this episode on social media and tag me. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share. I can't wait to continue to inspire you all.